Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful 22nd of October, 2022. Come up to the podcast. Wasted cash for your safety. Yes. The Arrive Can App scandal, the gun freeze, and higher inflation. All that and more. Come to the podcast. Please stick around. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. I do swear and I smoke cigarettes. Stay tuned. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast, a Canadian veteran's point of view on political, social, economic issues, and life. Here's Krusty. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Krusty Podcast. I'm your host, Krusty Canuck. Yes, as the title did say, wasted cash. The Arrive Can app. Wow, 54 million bucks it costs to produce this app to tell people what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. All in the name of the whole called beer bug that we've all experienced the past two and a half years. Right. So I'll have links in my description, all that good stuff for you to follow. Uh, in regards to where I got my information based on this week's episode. Needless to say, it is just a real poop show. Okay. So it cost a Canadian taxpayer fifty more than $54 million to put an app that you had to download on your phone every time you left the country or entered the country, just for the sake of your safety and your whereabouts. Now, in the links I'll be sending, uh, yeah, discussing, <laughs> there were a few companies that were hired to put this program together. Okay. Uh, GC strategies, I believe is one of them. And what I read in the article here, uh, it basically says that uh, they were consulted and they have five employees and they were given something like $1.2 million. Anyhow, to make a long story short, I'll read along here too. Uh, let's see. So according to the report from the Global Mail, Conservative and Bloc Québécois, NDP members of Parliament can launch and committee and investigate in the Liberal government's $54 million spending on the Arrive Can app. As the opposition parties have majority votes to proceed, Ottawa built the now optional Arrive Can app so that travelers could submit their vaccination status and other mandatory health information online before crossing into Canadian borders. Creepy. It's just a way to track you, Okay. According to reports, liberal spending in the RiveCan app is on track to exceed $54 million this year. Ottawa hired 23 different contractors and several unidentified and, cl and classified subcontractors for the job. Classified subcontractors for the job. So much for transparency in that, too. Okay. The most interesting aspect of the GC strategies has three contracts with the federal government growing to a $45.2 million in value. According to the Globe and Mail, GC Strategies has fewer than five employees and no standalone office as it is virtual only. So do people's homes, right? The company is currently relying on over 75 subcontractors to fulfill more than a dozen contracts with federal government departments. Talk about outsourcing, eh? Oh, they're creating jobs. Yeah, creating jobs for what? To protect you and me? I don't often think so. Both GC strategies and government have refused to identify any of these subcontractors, arguing that their identities constitute confidential third-party information. So that's self-explanatory. That speaks for itself. Conservative MP Kelly McCauley on Wednesday served formal notice as a motion urging the government operations committee to launch a study into the Rive Can's cost. 
Well, it, it's a ridiculous price. 54 million bucks, 75 subcontractors getting a piece of the pie of your money and my money. Hmm. Macaulay's motion proposes a minimum of six days of hearings and a witness list that includes public safety minister, Marco Medicino, the wanker health minister, Jean-Yves Duclos, the gangster and the other cabinet ministers is also urges operations committee to hear from several tech leaders who have spoken out about the app's cost. How about the invasion of privacy? Anyone talk about that? Many of Canada's top tech companies were outraged when they learned that the government paid $54 million to develop, deploy, and maintain the ArriveCan app. Two companies held an internal hackathons to replicate the ArriveCan and demonstrate that it should not have cost the Canadian taxpayers $54 million. Laser Technologies built an ArriveCan clone over the Thanksgiving weekend, as did Toronto-based Tribal Scale. Now, apparently those two companies put it together and it would have cost the Canadian taxpayer $250,000. $250,000, ladies and gentlemen, not $54 million. This is an absolute waste of taxpayers' money with absolutely no oversight, no accountability, and no sense of caring from the government that this money could have been used better elsewhere. And of course, we all can agree with that. But, you know, this is not a government of common sense, remember? All kind. Uh, Macaulay said in the statement Wednesday, the Conservative MP also wants the Operations Committee to obtain and examine contracts and other documents pertaining to the RIVCAN app. Macaulay's motion could be put to a committee vote as soon as Monday. Of course, Liberal MP Anthony Housefather, a member of the Operations Committee, said he would review the motion before deciding how he will vote. Housefather believes that there has been a lot of misunderstanding regarding ArriveCan's price. Now, he also swore, too, that it saved thousands of lives, this app, monitoring your whereabouts to and from entering the country, leaving the country, et cetera, et cetera which is a joke. It's government control. You and I both know that. Anyway, I'll leave this uh, link article in the, um, in the description part of the podcast here, ladies and gentlemen. And I also like to say this podcast is brought to you by the fine, fine people who believe in the following free speech. That's right. More important than your feelings, right? And if you like and hear what you see, please click like, subscribe, follow and share my content all over the place. You can find my content on Twitter, Podbean, Getter, YouTube, Rumble, Instagram, and Facebook. Please subscribe to the page on Podbean too and try me out on my Facebook page. Like here, what you see, please click like, subscribe, all that good stuff around. Anyway, carrying on with the whole wasted cash for your safety. Yes. So the Arrive Can app proved to be bunk. It did. How many people were actually fined $6,500 for not using it? Now, if you go to Rebel Media, the fine people there will probably show you a story or two or a few on exactly what was done to people who didn't use the Arrive Cam app. There were a few individuals that received fines for $6,500 for not sharing that information, right? Now, when someone says we're doing this for your safety or we're doing this uh, for uh, your benefit to help people, to help you, to help this, to help that, and threaten you with a fine, I, I don't think it's a real a real safety tool. I don't think it is safe, right? Oh, you don't want to show us your vaccination status? Well, we'll find you. Oh, you don't want to pay your taxes? We'll find you. You want to file your taxes? We'll find you. Fine after fine after fine after fine. And they wonder why people are getting angry. They wonder why people are getting mad and frustrated with the government as we speak. They wonder why paragraphs in certain news columns are showing animosity towards our leadership. Well, it's not hard to fucking figure out, Buckeye. Do the goddamn math. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca.
And once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you like it here to see, please click like, subscribe, share this content all over the place. I do swear in this show, so you have sensitive ears. Please don't listen. Listen at your own discretion, right? Now, my logic is this when it comes to the Cam. Uh, I had no intentions of ever downloading. Mind you, though, too, during the pandemic, I was too damn busy trying to find work. And then when I did find work, I didn't have any time to really go and travel anywhere. But there were friends of mine who have. And there were friends of mine who were scared to even download it because they were afraid of government tracking. And you can sit there all you want and you can tell people, oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist or you're just this or you're just that, you know. Um, but when I, when I listen to these clowns talk about how it was important to have this application, how it was important to use it, my logic is this, and this is my rebuttal to them. They deserve absolutely nothing. And then some with a few mild cuss words to back up my claim. But uh, I think you see my point, ladies and gentlemen. So it's safe to assume that the liberals have proved yet once again that they spent $54 million on an application that was divvied out between 75 other contractors, 75 other groups of interest. So 75 other groups to put something together. When I also read in this article too, and I'll put my description, uh, that two individuals over Thanksgiving weekend developed the same or cloned it, basically made the same facsimile on the smarts and the know-how they have for a fraction of the cost. So what's that tell you? So are these individuals in Ottawa looking out for our best interest? Are they looking out to keep us safe? Or are they looking out to track us? That's what it is to me. And there are people who have said, yeah, anytime putting any kind of government thing on your laptop or your phone or your truck or your car or anything at all, someone is tracking you. There's probably somebody tracking me right now, speaking my mind, getting all hot and bothered because I'm promoting disinformation or misinformation. Basically speaking my mind, and I encourage you, my wonderful audience out there, too, to do the same. I'll be right back. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, looking here to see, please click like and subscribe and share this content all over your social media platforms. Help a young podcaster such as myself get the words out there so you, the audience, can decide and listen for yourselves and share this out. I would like to make this a full-time commitment, ladies and gentlemen. In a perfect world, I would like to make my podcasting a full-time commitment. But I need people like you out there to make it happen. That's right. So if you feel like donating, just follow the links in my description. I use the Buy Me a Coffee app and I use the Stripe app. Uh, I'm not using PayPal as much anymore because they've actually censored people. And a little while ago, they've actually threatened to find people for promoting disinformation or misinformation. Everybody's so worried about being honest. And yet we look at our leaders and they've never been honest with us highly. You know, they've never gone that extra mile to tell us exactly what we need to hear. Every time we need a, a, an answer to a question, they either ignore us or just promote the old, you know, same thing, right? Now, I'll put a video up later uh, if I can, if I have it here. Yes, I do. Um, the other video I'm looking for is not available at the moment. But uh, I'll put a video up in a bit in regards to the banter that's been going in the House of Commons, in regards to the wasted money and the inflation that we've all been witnessing uh, the past six months. Now, I did an episode there last year in regards to hyperinflation. I don't have any tidbits or any clips of that, but it's in my library on YouTube and on uh, Podbean. And you can check that out for yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. 
where this projection where people were saying it's not going to happen. You know, we're borrowing money, so you don't have to borrow money. We're paying the debt, so you don't have to pay the debt. And it's like, well, how do Canadians pay the national debt? It comes through our taxes. Okay. It comes through the taxes you and I pay. It comes through the taxes that they pay. She pays, he pays, they pay. Canadians, working Canadians. Okay. Now, I know for a fact, too, that the past 20 years, middle class workers, anyone who's making anywhere from $30,000, to 65 or more, okay, a year, pays a hell of a lot of taxes. Why is that, right? When you look at middle-class people, people that the majority of, of us Canucks are, people that work for a living, whether they have a mild career or a great career, or people that work in a factory or people that work on a farm or people that work in the trades, yours truly works on a beef operation. So yeah, I'm go, go, go all the time. I'm a busy lad, okay? It's because of my job. I can only do four podcasts a month. But needless to say, I'm grateful that I'm employed. I'm grateful my bills are paid. And I'm grateful I'm not in debt. But recently, <clears throat> I've received some, not really threatening letters, but some letters from the CRA stating I didn't file here, didn't file there, or you'll pay a fine. So basically, it's a threat. And I know a few other Canucks are in the same boat too. Now, the CRA, they say that's their own conglomerate. You can honestly tell they're still in cahoots with whatever present government is, is calling the shots. It doesn't matter if it's this guy from this party or that girl from this party or this person here, this person there. You can see that they're getting desperate for more coin. And what better way to amplify that by sending threatening letters to people about what they owe? Right. So I, I, I've said this before numerous times in my show, ladies and gentlemen. When I look at my pay stubs, there's an average of anywhere from... Uh, $800 to $1,000 that comes off my pay every month for my job, okay? And I even volunteered an extra 40 bucks a pay for taxes too, okay? So I'll just summarize it and basically just round it up to the best of my ability, you know, maths. And mm, 1000 bucks for my job comes off my pay every month. Plus my military pension that I earned, I did 20 years, okay? 600 bucks comes off that. So it's safe to assume $1,500 to $1,600 a month comes off my pay for provincial and federal taxes, okay? Now, there are people I know personally that are struggling to earn that every two weeks. Yeah, the government just takes it, okay? You know, we hear the, we hear the same old adage all the time. There's only two things certain in life. That's death and taxes, <laughs> That's bullshit. If you're a mortician and you're a tax collector, of course it's certain. But if you're an average Joe like you, me, your friend down the road, uh, the interpretive dancer that lives uh, upstairs, whatever. The certainty we need, my personal opinion on the certainty we need, is that we need a fair tax system. We're not being gouged every time. So if the government overspends, we're not getting it up the chuff. Or the government decides to buy this, we're not getting it here. Or if the government decides to buy that, we're not getting it there, right? Now, I've had some lengthy debates with some people on Twitter and in other pages discussing the whole pros and cons of the taxation system and the parliamentary uh, democracy. Now, here's my take on it. It's greed, okay? Now, all the NDP aficionados out there and all the liberal aficionados out there and some of you conservatives aficionados out there too, talking about how taxes are certain for this and taxes are important here and taxes are important there. Okay, then why do you keep upping the ante? 
Hmm? If taxes are so bloody important, how come you get a pay raise? Oh, because of taxes. Right? How come we don't have any products going out of this country, yet you have more taxes to pay off this debt? Now, this is my best guess here. I never said on my show ever that I was an economist or a geologist or a sociologist or any kind of ist. Okay, I don't carry any fancy degrees. I just carry a lot of life experience. Okay, you run a business, got to spend money to make money. That's understandable. But see, our government doesn't run this country like a business. It runs it like a welfare state. Okay. And every so often, too, I've been looking at my Facebook feeds and all that. And I keep seeing the UBI concept keep coming up. And all these CEOs talking about UBI, UBI. Oh, it's great. UBI is great. It'd be great for a company to enforce UBI because that gives them a set salary to follow. They don't have to worry about paying any kind of overhead or paying kind of overtime because, well, you got UBI. You can work for me and get this. What a con, right? So you can see we're being sized up here for, ladies and gentlemen. You can see that we're being sized up for all these wonderful things in regards to taxes and UBI. A little experiment happened with people getting the CERB and CBA payments back during the pandemic, right? But see, when it comes to taxes, I'm getting sick of it. And I don't care how you feel about roads, about schools, about this or that, because we're looking at our school system. There are, there are kids having trouble reading, and they're putting more emphasis on worrying about kids' sexual identity rather than the actual identity as being a, a young, able-bodied human being to get out and, and enjoy life as we see it, right? Uh, but when people talk to me about taxes and how I should pay my federal fair share, I just go, roads? Huh, who needs those stinking roads? Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you like it here to see, you can find me on Facebook. You can also find me on Twitter, Rumble, Instagram, YouTube, Getter, and Podbean. Please click like, subscribe, and send me a comment or two. Help the algorithm out. Uh, work out into my favor. Help us independent guys get our words out there. It's all because you, you fine people, get the words out there. Please subscribe to the Krusty Podcast today. And anyway, I'm having trouble speaking English. Too much information coming out here as we speak. So uh, the, the more and more we talk about uh, money coming and going and how people deny the inflation, here's a little tidbit and special thank you out there to uh, Safe Space Cafe for uploading this on the tube. Uh, please consider listening to this to the best of your abilities and then decide amongst yourselves who is right and who is wrong when it comes to spending money in this country and who we put in charge of our finances too, ladies and gentlemen. Because uh, we keep seeing, uh, we keep seeing a, a lot of, uh, well, how do you say, just just BS with these leaders, just BS with these leaders. So I'm just queuing it up here too to get this ready to rock and roll for you all. Uh, just give me a sec here, and uh, yeah, we'll get ready to rock here. So. The Honorable Leader of the Opposition. Well, what a flip-flop. After adding $100 billion of new debt before the first case of COVID, half trillion dollars of debt before the Russian invasion of Ukraine, doubling the debt, adding more debt than all other prime ministers combined, now the prime minister's government is saying they're going to cut $9 billion and even bring in my pay-as-you-go law to find savings for every new dollar I'm spending. But wait, 
They now admit the deficits add, add fuel to the inflationary fire. But can we really trust the arsonists who lit the fire to put it out? <laughs> the Honorable Government House Leader. Mr. Speaker, I would, uh, I would obviously pose a question, which is uh, during uh, the pandemic, what would have they cut? What supports would they not have offered to Canadians? In what way would they have not been there when Canadians needed them most? Sit down, Pee Wee. That's a really, really, that's a really, really bad tie. Anyway, I'll carry on. And the second question I would ask, Mr. Speaker, is we enter a time that is the most difficult probably that the globe has faced since the Second World War that demands responsible leadership. Uh, amplifying anxiety is easy, Mr. Speaker. Solutions are hard. Are they going to support dental care for those that need it, Mr. Speaker? The Honourable Leader of the Opposition. What, we have, what, we, what would we have cut? We would have cut the... Okay, well, there's a hell of a lot more at stake here than just dental care for uh, some needy children. Now, I'm all for dental care. I'm all for medical care. I'm all for that good stuff, but... <laughs> Wow, we're, we're in a, we're economic turmoil here because of people like him and the people he represents. And it seems ironic every time Parliament's called, Justin's away doing something else. Okay, so is Miss Freeland. And I'll have a video with her there up shortly, thanks to the fine people at Rebel, but I'll carry on. $54 million arrive can out. Yeah. We even cut the half billion dollars for the WE organization. We said they should never have given wage subsidies to wealthy corporations that were capable of paying out bonuses and dividends to their executives. That's an easy question to answer. In fact, 200 billion of the 500 billion in new debt in the last two years had nothing to do That's with right. COVID at all. And inflation was already spiraling out of control well before the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So they should stop blaming everyone else and tell us how they're going to re re reverse the inflation That's right. that they caused. Here, here. The Honorable Government House Leader. Mr. Speaker, uh, the leader of the opposition uh, is stating that inflation is a problem that is only faced by Canadians. Uh, he is presuming that Canadians are not watching what's happening in the rest of the world. And I wonder, Mr. Speaker, uh, right now that he has an opportunity and they reverse the decision that they made on C-30 to provide support for Canadians. They have another opportunity to reverse their position to make sure that low-income renters have an opportunity to get the money they need in these difficult global times. They have an opportunity to make sure that those that need dental care get it. Will they reverse their position and support yeah, yeah, yeah. us in these measures? The Honourable Opposition. Uh, sorry, the Honourable Leader of the Opposition. It is true that dumb governments that ran massive deficits all around the world and printed money to pay for it all have inflation problems. Countries like Switzerland that had low or no deficits have low or no inflation. This was a choice. This government decided to spend a half trillion dollars inflating the cost of living, more dollars chasing fewer goods, leads always to higher prices. And now we have 40-year highs in inflation. But how can we trust the very few people who caused this problem to fix it? Mr. Speaker, uh, around the world, we're dealing with uh, unprecedented times. Uh, climate change, a war that has happened in Ukraine. Uh, we're dealing with global inflation, and that demands maturity and serious answers. And I would say, Mr. Speaker, to the member opposite, 
that in this time that we have an opportunity not to amplify anxiety, not to make people more scared, but to provide them real solutions. It's bad enough that they're not willing to support dental care. I'm just asking as the House Leader, as somebody who's attempting to get that legislation and support for Canadians, will they at least stop opposing it so that the parties that do support it can get it done? Leader of the opposition. So now he blames the war in Ukraine for inflation when less than zero point three percent of Canada's trade is with Russia and Ukraine combined. Furthermore, the very things that the Russians and the Ukrainians produce, oil and agriculture, are abundant here at home if only the government would get out of the way and let our farmers and energy workers produce it. If we can't do that, we've got bigger problems still. It's time for them to actually take responsibility. A half trillion dollars of inflationary deficits have made life more expensive and have been bone crushing for our, our consumers. When will they reverse these inflationary policies? The Honourable Government House Leader. Well, Mr. Speaker, uh, they were, didn't support childcare uh, for those that needed it to help cut it. In That's half some real bad timing, Mr. Sure Holland. Ten dollars a day. Pee -wee's play house. They didn't support raising uh, taxes on those who are earning the most so that we could give a break to those in the middle class. Uh, and now here we are again, Mr. Speaker, with dental care, where there's many families who are struggling because of the challenges that are happening across this globe. Well, that's enough of that guy. Excuse <coughs> me, that's enough of that guy because every liberal has said the same thing. Oh, we're supporting the middle class. We're not raising tax the middle class. Yet come January, they're going to raise taxes on more fuel, eating, and groceries, and every other little tidbit we enjoy, i.e. tobacco, i.e. liquor, coffee we drink. So they've increased the cost of living because of their inflation. Yes, I get it. It's a world phenomenon because of Russia. It's not Russia's fault. It's yours. Okay? The people that we put in charge to run the finances of this country, to keep things running you know like roads schools infrastructure right to keep things running and yet we can have no money to do it but there's plenty of money to give to the war in ukraine plenty of money money to give to uh the arrive can app manufacturers uh the five people that work at our gc strategies plus the 75 subcontractors that have classified information uh, for your benefit for safety right oh my Fucking Lord. That's <laughs> uh, truth to say. Crack does not smoke itself. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you like it here to see, please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Rumble, Instagram, YouTube, Getter, and Podbean. Uh, I know a few months back I was trying to get local pa Locals page up and running. Uh, I don't use Patreon anymore, really. I'm not really uh, a fan of theirs, to be honest with you, too. Uh, but I'm trying to just branch out the podcast. But please, in the meantime, subscribe to me on Twitter, Facebook, Rumble, Instagram, YouTube, Getter, and Podbean while you're here. If you can, too. And carrying on, like I said, I got another video up here with Miss Freeland. Discuss why they stood by the Emergency Measures Act. Now, I've dealt with people that were for it and against it. Um, felt some fellow veterans I have talked with uh, didn't appreciate the convoy. Other veterans were all for it. Other people were for it. Other people were against it. Make a long story short, 
it created a worldwide phenomenon. You think about it. I would say it was more of a phenomenon worldwide than the so-called inflation they keep talking about. Because you and I both know it's more of a WEF thing and more of a, uh, an elite's trying to control what we do with our lives. Okay. And I, for one, I'm getting sick of it. Okay. I don't want to be told what to do with my money. I don't want to be told what to buy and what to eat. Okay. Beef is good for you. So is fish. So is chicken. So is pork. And of course, in moderation. But the world's not going to die because of cow farts. And the world's not going to die because of uh, hamburger meat. World's not going to die because you want to put gasoline in your car or diesel in your truck or any kind of fuel to keep your home warm during the winter months. The world's going to die because we're going to have buffoons calling the shots in Ottawa, Washington, D.C., London, Berlin, Paris, and Switzerland. Okay? Somebody's going to get itchy and press a wrong button. Or someone's going to get itchy and piss off the wrong country. Someone's going to get itchy and just piss somebody off. And then whammo, what have you got? You got some pissed off people. Right? So we're getting to a point right now where we can look at things for what they are and still carry on and soldier on like we should. I, for one, intend to. I don't want to cause a fight. I don't want to cause any panic. I don't want to cause any chaos. But I am getting really, really sick and tired of so-called educated officials Try to tell me how to live my life. And I'm sure you out there in podcast land, internet land, and in real life as we see, are getting tired of it too. Why should I give 100% of my effort to something when that something's barely going to fucking scrape enough to give me 20? Okay? Why should I do that? Why should you do that? Why should you? Right? Because it's your civic duty? Huh? Because you want to. There's a lot of people out there that agree with this government 100%. And, you know, they have every right to. But when I look at the leadership in this country, they have ignored the basic principles of our democracy. And they keep talking about democracy. They keep talking about the principles of freedom. And yet, what kind of freedom have they promoted for you and I? It doesn't matter if they live in Ontario or Quebec or New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, PEI, here in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, BC, Nunavut, Northwest Territories, Yukon. doesn't matter. What are they promoting? They're instilling more fear. You heard that Mike Harlan crown, that Mark Holland clown, talk about, oh, we can't promote fear, and yet your government has promoted it 24-7 with misinformation, disinformation. Now with the gun freeze they're talking about, oh, we're going to stop crime. How? What have they done to stop crime since their initial OIC back in April of 2020 or May of 2020? What have they done? More legal guns have crossed the border. More people have been caught with said illegal guns. More people have committed heinous crimes with illegal guns. And yet, slap on the wrist. Oh, we understand your strife. We understand your origins. They're there. You're marginalized. Off you go. Well, people like me and my friends that I like to go out and shoot were strictly monitored for the sake of safety. They want to buy back something they never bought in the first place. No, I'm not going to do it. And to my gun owner friends out there, neither should you. Right? That's the same thing about filing taxes next April. Should I do it? Oh, but, but, but roads. Oh, but schools. Brr, roads. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And we welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Your host, Krusty Canuck. And like I say, if you uh, 
like and hear what you see, please click like, subscribe, and share this content all around your social media platforms. Tell your friends, tell their friends, and so on and so on and so on. You know how it goes. Word of mouth probably the best way, too. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in regards to seeing the UBI thing uh, on a lot of Facebook feeds there, too. And I'm seeing more and more socialist pages come up into the news feed, into the mix, right? Because you know how the social media likes to manipulate people. There's constantly young girls and they're trying to validate themselves by wearing short shorts and trying to find the perfect fella when really they're just selling themselves short for the sake of sex. And there's men that do it too. So don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be sexist, ladies. I'm just trying to make a point. Okay. And we're seeing more and more of this garbage in our feeds. Now, you as a viewer have the responsibility to either watch it and read it and go, oh, informative. Or turn the page and say, fuck that, right? we got to see more and more of that, especially when it comes to this UBI BS and this socialism garbage, okay? Now, if there's 10 people lost in the woods, socialism can work. Why? Because you all got to work together to survive, okay? And socialism is basically, you know, the fundamental of survival when you have to survive in a situation. But day-to-day lives, what you and I have, what this country has, no! No, government money is going to pay this. Government money is going to pay that. It's not government money. It's taxpayers' money. Okay? But the people we put in charge of doing that are not doing a great job. They're not. So things are starting to die inside. Things are starting to wither inside, too. And now the clowns want to promote triple tax again. More tax in the pumps, food, home heating, right? Well, they live off the fatherlands in their Laurentian areas or their garden homes, very bought and paid for by you, the Canadian taxpayer. Not government money, Canadian citizens' money, taxes. So I'm going to say this. Don't file in April. Don't file. Don't file for Trudy. Okay? That's don't file, the word, number four, Trudy, as in Trudeau. There I said it. There I said it. I said it. Yes. I said it, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes. Don't file for Trudy. Because why should I pay $1,600 a month and then turn around and have to revalidate and be reevaluated because some shithead in Winnipeg or in Ottawa or Calgary can't do the bloody math? I highly suggest you do the same, ladies and gentlemen. Regardless if you owe or not, take a stand. Don't file. Make a point. I'm not trying to incite violence. I'm not trying to incite mischief. I'm saying this because it's my freedom to say it. It's not an illegal thing to say this. I'm not yelling fire in a theater. I'm not saying go kick your neighbor's dog and then kick your neighbor's kid. I'm just saying don't file. Do the math, folks. Don't file for Trudy. Don't give that son of a bitch the satisfaction. Anyway, I got a video queued up here. Uh, basically, what Miss Freeland was trying to say or justify in regards to <coughs> the Emergency Measures Act. Now, I'll let you decide, my wonderful viewers. I really have no time of the day for her because I find her to be just a phony, how do you say, bitch. Uh, I'm not impressed with a lot of her politics. I'm not impressed with anything she has to say in regards to Canadian democracy or a Canadian uh, identity. Uh, she's basically a pawn in the game, a pawn. She's either being paid a lot of money to do what she's told to do, or she just doesn't really care 
And I don't find her to be that informative when it comes to uh, our policies as, as Canadians, you know, and it's not because she's a female, it's because she's incompetent, but uh, I'll let you, uh, my fine people out there, listen, and you decide exactly what she is capable of doing and just her condescending tone. So really listen to what she has to say about that. Just really, really listen to what she has to say because I find her disgusting. Uh, I'm just, I'm not really impressed with anything she has done. I'm not impressed with her boss. Well, you've heard me ramble on about that enough. <laughs> I'm just not, just not, just not happy with her. Not happy with her at all. If I get these pages sorted out, <laughs> for some reason, it won't let me do this here. There we go. There we are. Perfect. Yeah. That's right. So I'll just cue this up. And then you, my wonderful audience, you can decide exactly what she is trying to tell us in her best common terms, right? Because she really, really cares. Yeah, she really promotes the fact that she cares. And uh, I don't buy anything she has to say. I've already said that, but uh, you might find people. Listen to what her or her comments are. And a special thank you to their uh, Rebel News for putting this clip together and sharing it with the masses as we speak. So I'll just shut up now and carry on. That we acted, that we understood the magnitude of the challenge and we rose to that challenge, that should be reassuring to Canada's customers and to people investing in Canada. I am grateful for the question. Canada's customers. So you're worried about investing. In Canada, you worry about Canada's customers, and yet you and your party shut down Canadian oil. And your boss, your little boyfriend, wants to stick it to the farmers. Hmm. Interesting. Because I was really worried. Uh, I was worried about precisely the issue, Greg, that you've touched on. I was worried about the losses that Canada was facing every day. But even more, I was worried about the potential damage those blockades could do to Canada's reputation as a reliable trading partner, as a reliable place to invest. And frankly, I was worried about the way that had the blockades not been stopped, they could have contributed to the arguments of protectionists south of our border. And that is one of the reasons that as finance minister, I was firmly of the view that the government needed to act, that it was a national security threat to Canada. Um, a threat to, you know, the economic lifeblood of our country for that to go on. And I do think the fact that we Bullshit. decisively that our action worked shows to our trading partners that you can rely on Canada. Now, I can't, we're not a perfect country. We're a pretty amazing country, but we're not perfect. You got that right, Toots. I think what our government showed then, and it was a serious, serious, serious decision. But what we showed then is 
when we understood the seriousness of the challenge and we took the strongest possible action to end it. I think the fact. You got scared, toots. You and your bosses got scared. That's what happened. That's the action you took. That is the action you took against Canadians by raiding their bank accounts, freezing them, labeling people as terrorists. That's the action your party took. And you're fucking responsible for it. You know it. So talking to the media like that, talking down to people, ain't fucking working. I'm not buying your bullshit. And neither should you. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. So when I hear these clowns talk about that, and honestly, send me an email. You can find me at KrustyBCanuck67 at gmail.com, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be shy. It's right there at the bottom of your screen. KrustyBConnect67 at gmail.com. Send me a comment. Comment in this video. Comment on my podcast if you can, too. Send me a question. Let me know what's on your mind and how you really think about this. Okay? A lot of Canes are getting angry and getting pissed off for very good reasons. Right? Mental health crisis is going up through the roof. Why? Because people were denied access to their jobs. People were denied access to certain things, like seeing family and friends. Everybody was saying, oh, you're going to kill grandma if you do this. Oh, get this, get that. Make sure you wear this. Make sure you wear that. Now there's speculation in the media, too, about reinstating the whole mask mandate again, too. Why? Right? Well, these clowns travel around the globe as we see it, as we speak, too, to tell us what to do, what we can do, when to do it, how to do it, why we should do it for safety. <laughs> Roads, right? <laughs> no. We should do it for the sake of uh, keeping things safe and and calm and cool and collected, right? You know, no. So I, for one, am going to say no to any more mandates. What say you? Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you like and hear what you see, please click like and subscribe to the podcast. You can find me on YouTube, Podbean, all that good stuff. And I'll put the banner up here again for you too. Uh, you can find me on these lovely social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Rumble, Instagram, YouTube, Getter, and Podbean too. I'm trying to sort my Instagram out. And like I said, I'm trying to get my locals page up and running as well. That guy, Dave Rubin of the States, great broadcaster, all around great guy. I, I love his show. I highly recommend you, you watch the Dave Rubin show there too. Um, he's a lefty that turned, how do you say, awakened, you know? Uh, I guess he's more libertarian, if anything, too. Uh, yours truly is a bit more libertarian than conservative, uh, a little more liberal than conservative. But needless to say, when it comes to politics, I want people to have freedom, and I want people to choose and think for themselves in, you know, in a timely fashion. <laughs> a safe one at that, a real safe one. A safe one where you're not hurting people and taking their stuff, or hurting people and taking their stuff. That's that kind of safety. Not the safety that's being projected by our, our dear leaders, and it brings me to a question, too. Why is there Chinese police stations operating in Canada? You know, maybe I should have added that to the podcast there today. Maybe I'll do that for Tuesday. But uh, that's something that come out from Rebel Media, too, that they've got some police stations, apparently. Some Chinese police stations operating in Canada. So I'll leave that for you, my wonderful audience, to research on your own. And I might formulate uh, an episode uh, for that on Tuesday for your viewing pleasure, too. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, this has been another episode of the Crusty Podcast, episode 189, Wasted Money for Your Safety. 
The Rive Can app, inflation, and the gun freeze, too. More of these clowns putting freezes on guns because they want to save us from bad guys when they're the effing bad guys. All I can say is this, ladies and gentlemen, keep our head above water, do what we can to help each other out in these trying times. I know it's been tough, and I'm a little angrier today because of some of the buffoonery I've seen on the news in regards to the Emergency Measures Act, the gun debacle, and of course, the Rive Can app. A lot of money wasted on one application in the name of control, not in the name of safety. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, do what you can to help each other out in these trying times. And uh, maybe give a little of your extra time, a little effort to people if you can. Uh, we're at that part of the year where there might be some snow falling in parts of this country. So don't hesitate to help somebody else with some snow removal. Uh, maybe a few extra bucks for groceries to help someone out. And just do what you can to be good to people. That's all I can say right now. But I will put another episode this coming Tuesday. And uh, I hope to God uh, <laughs> it's a good episode, needless to say. But uh, like I always said, humanity merit wins the day. Take care, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. This has been another episode of the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Stay sane and thank you for listening. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Well, smack my ass and call me Judy. <laughs> 